Welcome to the last installment of the Rhythm Series. Have you guys been enjoying this series? Come on, have you guys been, been all right? I'm making you clap a whole bunch this morning. You're like, do we clap again? This is a clappy church. Um, I hope you guys have been enjoying it. I, I've loved this series. I hope it's been real practical for you. I hope it's been really insightful for you. As we've been looking together at this idea of rhythms, right, that God's created us to live in the context of rhythm. And it's really interesting over in the book of, over in the book of Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1, what we find is that before God creates man, he actually creates rhythms. He creates, and I think my screens are working. It's one of those mornings. Let's see if they work. Yeah, here it goes. It says this. God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. So look at me, everybody. This is, this is before man is even breathing. Man isn't even created yet. But before God creates man, he creates the day and the night. He, he separates these two things out. He's like, if, if I'm going to put living beings on this planet, I've got to give them day. Someone say day. And I've got to give them night. Someone say night. They, they've got to have this sense of, of, of rhythm in order, in order to thrive. Well, he gives us day and night, and he says, let them be signs to mark the seasons, the days, and the years. These human beings that are going to be populating this planet are going to need a sense of days. They're going to need a sense of, of seasons. They're going to need a sense of, of years. And that's how God has intended us to live in the context of rhythm. See, when you're, when you're not living in rhythm, it just, look, it just looks funny. It just it feels funny. Some of you, 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 you've been feeling this in your soul, like you don't know what it is, like you feel frustrated, you feel like things just aren't working. It could be, it could be that you're, you haven't found proper rhythm in life. And so we've been, we've been looking at that. Like, how do I get that rhythm in my life? You ever seen anyone try to dance without rhythm? It's, it just looks funky. It's like, are you okay? Do we need to help you out, right? And some of you are going through life like that. Like, are you okay? Like, I don't know. I don't think I'm okay. You're not. You got to learn rhythm. So we talked about daily rhythm. Does anyone remember? Come on, homework. For those of you who've been with us. What do we do daily? We show up full. So proud of the church. Good job, everybody. We show up full. So every single day. Come on, how you guys been doing? How, how, like, if I was to, I'm not going to make you raise your hand and grade us this day, but today, but like, how you doing? Like, are you, you showing up full? You getting a full night's sleep? You getting a, getting a full breakfast in the morning, a full meal? Stuff's important. We look at it biblically. And then you show up to work, you show up where you're going, you show up full. Like, I don't, I don't need you to fill me. I don't, I don't need you to endorse me. I don't need, I, I see, I'm already full. I'm already, I'm, I'm already loved. I'm already, I have everything I need already. I showed up full. I've already spent some time with God. Amen? I'm full. Then we talked about the weekly rhythms, right? You got the weekly rhythm of, of work. Some say work it. So some of you, some of you are over here on this side of the of things where it's like you don't work enough, right? And we talked to you and said, we need to get you over here. You need to work it. Like you gotta, you gotta work as unto the Lord, right? And that changes everything. I'm not working for the person in the corner office. This is unto God. That changes everything for me. So the weekly rhythm of work. And last week we talked about the weekly rhythm of rest and you guys come on some of you were like that was the that's the one I needed right there I needed I needed the rest thing I've been going 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 remember Caleb got up here and he's hitting that snare bah, 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 bah. some of you are living your lives like that and you don't actually have rhythm until you have some pause in life right you might have a beat but a beat doesn't find its soul until it has some pause I also want to get Caleb back up here and get us dancing again right well here's what I want to talk to you about today really really important I'm going to give you a concept, and 
My goal today is not to tell you exactly how this works in your life because the reality is there, there are just so many, there's so many different variables to this that I cannot, it would be impossible for me to speak to every single one of these variables. But what I want to do is give you a, a concept that you need to bring into your life, that you need to realize is actually happening in your life. And if you don't, if you don't grab a hold of this concept, you could actually fall out of rhythm. And this is the concept. It's the concept of seasons. Like this, this concept of your life actually works in seasons. Would you guys pray with me? And let's get into God's word. Lord, we love you and we ask that as we open your word, that we also ask that you would open our eyes. Help us see what it is you wanna say to us today, God. Help us to hear what it is you want us to hear. God, we wanna lean in. We wanna walk out of here having a sense that God, you by your spirit have spoken to us today. We, we recognize that when we open up your word, it's not just the hearing with our physical ears, but God, there's something spiritual right now that you desire to take place. And so, Lord, we lean in. You're the God who speaks. And so, God, we look forward to hearing you speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone agreed together and said a good hearty. Amen and amen. Thank you, Dustin. Book of Ecclesiastes. It says this, and there's an incredible song that has been written based on Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And here's what it says. For everything, there is a what? Season. Like every, everything in your life, every, every, every moment, every, every stage, every, it's, it's going to come at you in the context of, some say seasons. So for everything, how many things? Everything. All things. All things in your life are going to fall into a season. There's a time for every activity under heaven. And it goes on to say there's a time to be born, a time to die, there's a time to plant, a time to harvest. There's a time to kill, there's a time to heal. A time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to cry, a time to laugh. There's a time to grieve and there's a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. There's a time to embrace and a time to turn away. COVID, like turn away, don't embrace, right, everybody? We're over that now. Come on, somebody, right? A time to search and a time to quit searching. There's a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear down, a time to mend, a time to be quiet. Now, that's some good wisdom right there. And there's a time to speak. There's a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, a time for peace. When the scripture was written, when it was first read, it was read in the context of what we call Hellenists. And Hellenists were those, they're, they're, they're non-believers. Non they didn't believe in the God of, of heaven. And a lot of them were, were Hellenistic Jews, right, that, that, that didn't actually believe in the, in the God of heaven. And so in their context, think about this, in their, their, the way they looked at life was life was just happenstance. Life came at you in the context of, of, it was just, it was random, it was, a, it was a matter of fate, it was a matter of, of chance. There was no actual kind of logic behind how life came at you. And then God speaks up and says, I want you to actually understand something. Life really isn't just about chance, it isn't just about um, fate. Life actually comes at us in a particular order, some say order. Like there's an order to your life. There's seasons in which things are going to happen in your life. And so this thought from God was, was radically, radically alternate, was an alternate thought than, than what the, the society at that time had come to believe. And, and I need you to understand that today. Look at me. That your life isn't just 
chance. It's not just fate. It isn't just kind of, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's not just random. God actually is a God of, he's a God of order, right? Think about the way he created the heavens and the earth. It was, there was order to it. He didn't put man on earth until there was rhythm. Why? Because there was order. He gave us day and night because we needed the light of the day to fuel the life of the earth because there was order. We're, we're not too close as a as a planet to the sun or else it'd be too hot. We're not too far away from the sun. It'd be too cold. God does everything in order. It's all perfect. He has this, this, this system by which everything works. And it's the same with our lives. It has order to it. So you need to understand this, that you live your life in the context of seasons, of these constantly changing and progressive and progressing seasons in our life. And we, we understand this in the context of, of, our, of nature, right? So nature works in the context of season. You got your, you got your winter. In the winter, everything is dormant. And I think our lives sometimes have, and this isn't where we're going today, but just, as, just for free, our lives kind of have this seasonal rhythm to them as well, uh, following kind of the seasons of, of nature is that there are winters, right? And so in the winter, everything's dormant. It feels like everything's dead. It feels like, I mean, it's just cold. It's like icy. There's, there's, it feels like nothing's happening in the winter. But I need you to understand this. If you are in a winter, if you find yourself in the winter, what you need to understand is seasons always change. It won't be winter forever. Winter is actually the beginning. It's the resting period. It's a, it's a moment that, that God uses to prepare us for the next season, which is what, everybody? Winter, spring. Spring comes around. What happens in spring? Well, in spring, it's like things are new. In spring, you've got, you've got new vision in your heart. You've got maybe some new dreams or some new opportunities in front of you. You move into spring, and we watch our, our, our nature move into spring, and everything just, it just kind of feels like it's got an extra spring in its step, right? Because it's spring. And then comes summer. Some of you are in the winter season. Some of you are in like a spring season. Summer, what, what, is, what is happening in summer? Well, in the summer, it gets really hot. Come on, it gets really dry. Tatum loves the summer. She goes to the beach. But summer for a lot of people, here's what it feels like. It's just, it's just mundane. It's just you got to push through. You know, a farmer will plant in the spring, but in order to see a harvest, they have to tend the field in the summer, and it is hard. I mean, it's, it's hot. You're pulling weeds. You've got to keep the right, the right chemicals on all the, on all the plants. And, and, and here's what you need to understand is that if you're, if you're not faithful to push through the winter, if you're not faithful to plant the seed in the spring, if you're not faithful to tend the crop in the summer, then you won't see what's going to happen in the fall. What happens in the fall? Fall is harvest time. Fall is where well, all of a sudden there's abundance. Fall is the time where everything, it just all pays off. It's all clicking. It's all working. In each of those seasons, there needs to be something that we're doing in our lives. And this is for somebody, because this isn't even my notes. I wasn't even planning on talking about this this morning. It's free. But in every one of those seasons, there's something you need to do, do in your life, right? In, in the winter, you, you need to remind yourself that it's just a season, that God is faithful and you're going to make it through. That's for somebody. It's a winter season. Your emotions are surging you in one direction. Your, your fears are pushing you in one direction. It looks like circumstances are going to weigh you down, that they're going to win out, that there is no hope. But you need to understand it's just a season. Someone say, it's just a season. It's just a season. And after you push through, you remind yourself that God is faithful. You lean into him. Even when you feel faithless, he is, he is faithful. Amen. And you hold on in the winter season. You press on in the winter season because spring is coming. 
And what do you do in the spring? Oh, dream in the spring. And get some vision back inside your heart. Some of, some of us have grown cold and, and we've let, we've let, we haven't moved out of winters in our life. And, and so we're, we're just still acting like it's winter, but I'm, you need to understand it's spring. Like, so get some new dreams in your heart, some new vision. Get, get your loved ones, go away and, and, and talk about what this next season could look like. Get some dream inside your heart in the spring season. Like, make some decisions. Come up with some plans. What do you do? You start, start spreading some seed. If you, if you see something, you got to sow something. Don't just talk about what you see. Tell me what you're going to sow. And it's going to look like some, it's going to look like some sacrifice. It's going to look like some hard work. It's going to look like sowing financially. It's going to, come on, it's going to look like sowing. And then you can get to summer and you keep pressing on. Because in the summer, you keep working the field. The Bible says that, tells us to not grow weary in doing good. For in do what? In do what? Season, in due time, you will reap a harvest. Well, who's he talking to? He's talking to people in the summer. It's like, I've already planted seeds, and I don't see any growth. Some of you feel like that, right? I've, I've, been, I've been sacrificing so much, and it's just nothing's, nothing's growing. I don't know what's happening. The Bible says, do not lose heart. You just keep working that field. You keep doing what God's called you to do. You be faithful. And this is where we're going today. We're going to talk to, talk to the faithfulness of us. Be faithful in the summer, because guess what? Fall's coming. And in the fall, you will see, come on, you will see a harvest. What, what do you do? What do you do in the in the in the in the harvest season? Can I tell you what to do? Some of the, you feel like you're in the harvest season. It's don't spend it all. Look at when it's harvest season and you feel like there's plenty. Don't go out and be like, woo, let's just go spend it because you're gonna need. Watch, there is. Remember, there are winters coming, and and you need that you need that harvest season to prepare you to sustain through that winter season that's just around the corner. And life, listen, like life, life works. I see ministry works like this at church, you know? Where it's just constant. We're, we're moving into it like it is our spring season as church. We're vision, we're dreaming. Let's go, let's go. A new staff, come on, everybody. Like we're running. Got a, got a new baby in the house. Come on, everybody. Like this is spring, right? Right? Know your season. Know your season. Here's the big idea I want you to understand about seasons. It's this, guys, that God intends for you to work your season, right? Look at me, come on. Like, know your season and, and work your season. Because what you do with one season will always affect everything in the next season, right? Understand that. Like, if you are not faithful to plant the seed in the spring season, if you're not faithful to work the field in the summer season, you won't see a harvest in the fall season, if, 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 if in the fall season you're not faithful to hold back some seed for the next season, you won't have anything to plant when it's spring season. You see, there's something, everyone understand? You've got to do in every season. So look at me, everybody. Don't just run at life doing whatever it is you feel like doing. Don't just run at life doing, man, I feel like doing this today, and I feel like, no, no. Run at life like this. God, I'm in a season. And what is it you want me to be doing in this season? It's not about what I want to do. It's what about, it's what is it I should do in the season that you have put me in? And we make all sorts of mistakes when it comes to seasons in life, don't we? Can I give you a few mistakes? Some of the mistakes we make when it comes to the seasons of our life is that we compare seasons. Does anyone like to compare seasons? I want their season. 
Like you're, you're, you're looking, I want, I want what's happening with them. I want, I want that season, but God has me in this season. We compare seasons, and when we compare seasons, we actually check out of the season that God put us in. And if you check out of the season God puts you in, you might not ever move into the season that you see them in. Come on, everybody, right? So don't compare seasons. Like God's got you where he's got you for a reason. There's something in this season, even if it's a hard season, even if it's a winter season. I'm telling you, God is going to be with you in that season. And he's going to put something inside of you in that season that you're going to need for the next season. God's preparing. He never wastes a season, ever. So don't compare seasons. Can I give you another mistake? Sometimes people, we, we try to jump seasons. Like we, we're like, I'm done with this season. I'm moving on to the next season, right? But it's actually not time to move on to next season. We try to jump seasons. And so we try to get out of seasons too soon. There's others of us that we try to stay in seasons too long, right? Like, I'm just gonna hang here. And you know that there's a shift. You know that, you know, you've, you've graduated high school. You've gone on to college. You're out of college, but you're still trying to keep maybe going back to college. Not because, not because you love school, but because you don't love work, Right? And so you're trying to hang in a season. You're hanging in a season. There's not really purpose in it other than I just like, I just like this season. But God is calling you forward. And sometimes we try to hold on, we hold on to seasons. It's important to do in each season what it is that you need to do. Brilliant, Chris. So let me help you understand how important this is, how critical this is. Like, there is something that God specifically desires for you to be doing in this season of your life. Everybody with me so far? I'm trying to build this, right? Everyone understand? Yeah, give me like a head nod, right? Everybody with me? And, and it's critical that you embrace that so that you can grow and receive everything God has for you to lead you into the next season. And if you don't do that in this season, you won't thrive maybe in the next season or you'll find yourself repeating a season. Anyone ever done a repeat season, right? We, we understand this with, um, like, physically, how we develop as people, right? We start out, we start out as an infant, and then we move on into a toddler, and then we become a child, and, and then we're in, our, we're in our teen years, and then all of a sudden we're adults. Then we're middle-aged adults. Then all of a sudden we find ourselves in this senior adult citizen, right? Season, right? And we're getting the discounts, Denny's, come on, somebody, right? You get, like, it's that season of our, of our life. Now, now, we understand seasons physically, right? And, and here's, the, here's the point. We understand not just that there's seasons physically, but we understand that it is awkward when we don't properly move through those seasons or we don't, we're, we're, we're doing in one season what we shouldn't be doing in that season or we're, we're trying to do with a season something we shouldn't be doing with that season. So, Maturity is what we call it, happens when you sit in the season, you receive in the season, you grow in the season, move on to the next season, right? And that happens physically with, with, with life. So illustration, like if you walk in to the kitchen one day and there is a child sitting there banging pots and pans on the floor of the kitchen, you think, oh, that's so cute, right? Come on, right? that's cute. Like that's what they're doing. It's part of the developmental stage. They're in this thing and it's cute. But when you walk in and you see a college student, you walk in and you see an adult sitting there on the kitchen, banging pots and pans. You go, we have a problem, right? What was cute in one season is actually, it's, it's not appropriate in the next season. 
You see, there's this, there's this, you've got to do in each season what it is that God desires for you to do in each season so that you can move on to grow from and move into the next season. It's called maturity. And life happens in these seasons and you've got to pay attention. What season are you in? For maturity and development to take place, we've got to do the right thing in the right season. So, there's some of us today trying to do the wrong thing in the wrong season because you didn't understand that God actually develops us and grows us in season. So you've been doing whatever you feel like doing, but there's some things you actually need to be doing and there's some things that you actually shouldn't be doing. So maybe for you, you're in the parenting season, okay? And the parenting season looks different than any other season of your life. And if you're in the parenting season, you've got little ones at home, but you're trying to live as, you're, as though you're in the do whatever I want to season, then you're not actually providing for your kids what they need in this season. This season is calling from you something that you can only give in this season. So there were seasons in Tate, Tate, in Tate and I's life when, when the kids were little, there was, like, Tatum's heart is all about church and all about ministry, and she was 110% in, but when our kids were little, she had to dial that back, right? She had to dial it back to about, about 25, 30%, right? And that was the season we lived in. Her heart was there, but just the season said, we need you here. Does that make sense? There's a sensitivity to the season. She could easily look and go, well, I'm not being effective in the ministry. But, girl, you are being effective in parenting. And we need you right now to be effective in, in parenting. And, and, honey, it's just, we'd say it all the time, it's just a season. Like, you, you'll be with me again. You'll be, we'll be running 110% together again in, in this but right now, it's a, someone say season. It's a season, right? Maybe for you, it's the working and saving season, but you're trying to live as though it's the retirement season, right? Friends, if you keep living as though it's the retirement season, you might not ever see the retirement season, right? It's the working, you get it, working and saving season. It's, it's maybe for some of you, the schooling season. And so what's your season? Pay attention to your season. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32 says this. It says, from Ishkar, he, David is building his team to go and, and take some territory. And it says, he took from Ishtar men who, watched this, understood the times or understood the seasons and therefore knew what they should do. What's your season and what should you do? It's critical. So here's what I'm going to do the rest of our time. What do you do? in the season that God has given you to do what it is you're supposed to do. What do you do? And again, I can't specifically go, okay, now here's what you're supposed to do, and here's what you're supposed to do, here's what you're supposed to do. But what I can give you is just a basic understanding, like a principle that you can take into every single season to make sure that you are doing what it is that God has called you to do in the season he's put you in to do it in. Does that make sense? We're, got, we're all, I should be like a rapping this morning or something. I don't know what is happening. Here's the word I want you to write down. It's called diligence. Write that down. Diligence. Write down another word. Next to it, write down, write down faithfulness. What you need to do in the season that you're in is to be faithful in this season. It's to be diligent. Look at me. Be diligent in this season. Diligent to do everything God has put in front of you to do. Faithful to do everything God has put in front of you to do in the season that he has put you in. Just be faithful. See, 
It's not, what do I feel like doing? It's, God, I want to be faithful and diligent to this season. I, think about it in the life of David. Let me take you on a journey in the life of David. David had some pretty great accomplishments, right? Amen? Like, he became, he's an incredible king. God used him to do incredible things. And I want you to understand something, that all of the successes in David's life came to him through faithfulness in every season of his life. And I'll, and I'll support that in a second, but I need you to see it. Like, all the incredible things that God did in David's life was just this, he had this ability just to go, God, what have you given me to do today? I'm going to do it with all my heart. And so he was diligent. Man, he was diligent no matter how big the task, no matter how small the task. No matter if it was slaying Goliath or shepherding some sheep, David just showed up and said, God, I'm gonna do today what you've given me to do today with all my heart. What does he do in the season of his life? He's just faithful to God in the season of his life. It was his faithfulness in one season that would always lead to the fruitfulness of the next season. So I can't tell you how many people think that David was anointed king and then that very next day was just like walked in and became king. That's not what happened in David's life. David was anointed king as a young, as a young man. He's about the age of 16 years old when, when Samuel came in and anointed his head with oil. He's in front of all of his brothers. And friends, listen to me. God said, this is the chosen king. Some of you walking around today, and I'm telling you, God has anointed you. There's a, there's a work on you. God's hand is on you. His, the oil is still running down. Like you have this anointing on your life and you feel it, you sense it, you know it. There's something God has called you to do. That's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a calling on you and you're anointed. This is David. David did not get anointed at 16 and then walk in and take over the kingdom. That's not what happened. He's anointed at 16 and he didn't actually become king until he was 30 years old. So for 14 years, what is David doing? Someone say, faithful. He's being faithful. He's just doing what God put in front of him to do. Think about this, everybody. Like, he's anointed king, right? Stand in front of all his brothers, and everyone's like, well, now what? David's like, well, I'm going to go watch some sheep. <laughs> and he goes back out there, and he just keeps being a shepherd, like, he's still out there because it's what God had put in front of him. He could have very easily said, do y'all know who I am? Do you know what just happened? Do you know what I deserve? Let's, let's go and build an army and let's go take over because I'm anointed king. That's not what David did. He understood faithfulness to season. And in this season of his life, it was not the season to go take the kingdom. It was the season to still just go back out there and tend the sheep. It's not glamorous. It's not, it's not something you want to post on Instagram. Just out here with the sheep today. No one wants that. Everyone's supposed to post about being the king. But David would have never become a great king if he didn't learn how to be faithful to being a good shepherd. So he goes out to, to, to the sheep, and he's out there tending the sheep, and he's being faithful to the sheep. And as he's being faithful to guard the sheep, God uses it. And he builds David in that season. So David's out there watching the sheep. And if you don't know the story, one day a, a lion shows up. And what does David do? He he defends the sheep from this lion, and he, he takes down a lion. I don't know what it's like to take down a lion for the first time. It's probably scary, right? But you learn a few things. We know that there was multiple lions. Everyone thinks it's just what? There's like lions all the time, but David had that figured out. Why? Because he killed the first lion so he could kill the second lion. Then all of a sudden, it's not a lion. It's a bear. A bear shows up to take the sheep. He's like, well, this is different than a lion. How do you handle a bear? David figures it out. 
And he handles one bear, he handles another bear. And here's David just being faithful to do what God had given him to do. What has God given you to do? Be faithful to do what God has given you to do. Even this anointing, sitting on and calling vision all day long. But this thing in front of you to do. Do it, do it, do it, do it. And then one day, this is how God works. One day as he's being faithful to do what God had given him to do, his dad comes to him and says, son, battle taking place. And your brothers are out there and they're hungry. And I kind of want to hear what's going on out in, out in the battlefield. So could you take to your brother some, some bread and cheese? Like David was the first pizza delivery boy, right? Like bread and cheese, here we go. And he could have easily said, do you not know who I am? I am the anointed king. I don't run little errands like bread and cheese. I don't, I don't right? He could, but he said, sure, dad. Come on, look at that. Okay, dad, is that what you need? Done. And he takes the bread, takes the cheese, and he goes out to the battlefield that day. And as he goes out to the battlefield that day, God decided that that day would be a transition season. That he would go from being a shepherd boy to a slain Goliath man, right? And that day as he shows up to the, to the battlefield, there's, he, he notices that all the, all the Philistines are up on this side of the, of the ridge and they're shaking. He's like, oh my gosh. And he's like, what's going on? What's everyone afraid of? They're like, that guy. And there's Goliath, he's standing down in the field, he's massive, and he's, he's down there and he's taunting God's people. He's saying, just send me one. And if that one defeats me, you guys have won the war. If I defeat them, you've lost the war. Just send me one. And he's breathing out threats. Well, David shows up, and he's just got, because he's been so faithful to everything God had called him to do, he's just got this audacious spirit inside of him. He's like, who do you think you are? talking like that about my God. Who do you think? And God had used this shepherding season in his life just to give him this like, who's this guy? And so David is so bent out of shape about this Goliath out in the field that he goes to King Saul and he says, Saul, let me at him. And, and I, want to, I want you to see something. David said to Saul in 1 Samuel 17, he said, David said to Saul, he said, let no one lose heart because of on account of this Philistine, your servant will go and fight him. Okay, so you got, this, you got this scrawny shepherd boy telling the king, like, I got this. Like, all of the trained army is, is shaking in their boots. David's like, I got this. Just confident. I got it. And watch what Saul says. Saul goes, uh, you're not able to go up against the Philistine to fight him. You are only a young man. Right? This guy's been a warrior since his youth. He's like, you're a youth. This guy's been a warrior since his youth. Watch what David says. David said to Saul, Psh, your servant's been keeping his father's sheep. I've been faithful to do what God's given me. And watch what God did in that time. He says, your servant's been keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it. And I rescued that sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by the hair. I struck it. I killed it. And your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. What is David doing? Watch, everybody. He's pulling from one season. What God taught him in one season, and he's bringing it into this new opportunity. If David had not been faithful to God in the shepherding season, I'm telling you, he would not have been able to stand faithfully in this season. It was the last season that prepared him for this season. And David saw it. It all made sense to him all of a sudden. He said, I was out there with the sheep, defending them from the, from the bear and from the lion. All of it leading up to this moment. What if David had not been faithful? 
The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul sees this and David, and he says, go, and the Lord be with you. What did David do? David walks out of that moment, and Saul's trying to put on him all this armor. He's like, this doesn't feel right. It's just not me. Like, you be you, right? You, you take what God has given you from one season, bring it to the next season. Don't let other people put on you what they think you need in this next season, right? And so David, what's he do? He goes, I don't need all this. And he goes down, he picks up five smooth stones, and he takes his sling. Why? Because that's what he knew. That's what he that's what he had leaned on in the previous season. That's what God had taught him in the previous season. And God taught him all that in the previous season because God saw this down the quarter of time. God saw him standing before Goliath. God knew that moment was coming. So he prepared him. He prepared him. And I guarantee you, he had thrown hundreds and thousands of stones from a sling by the time he came to David. And Goliath, standing there before him. God used one season to prepare him for the next season. And this is all over David's life. His sling is something he knew. You know, some of us go running into the next season of life without letting God finish the work that he wanted to teach us in the, in the previous season of life. Some of us try to go running into one season of life when, when, we're, when we haven't yet just, just grabbed hold of everything, being faithful to what God has put in front of us in, in this season of life. Like, what is it that God has put in front of you to do? Do it with all your heart. So there's the shepherd season. There's the Goliath season. Do you know there's a running from Saul, trying to kill him season? So he's in the caves, and he's, he's hiding out, and Saul's out there trying to kill him. All of those seasons led him to becoming the king season. And God used his faithfulness in every season to prepare him for the next season. Do you know when David became king, he was able to be a good shepherd of God's people? Why? Because he was a good shepherd of actual sheep. When, when, when David became king, he was able to trust God in the good and the bad. Why? Because he learned how to trust God running from Saul, hiding out in caves when his life was trying to be taken. You see, God used every single season. What's your season? Pay attention to your season. Some of you right now, you're in the school season. So you need to understand Give it your all in the school season because God's going to use what you're learning in the school season to prepare you for the next season. You, you're, you, so you're going to give it all. I tell my kids all this all the time. Do what God put in front of you to do with everything that he's given you to do it. Like just go at it. So it's not just like a, it's not a wasted season. Don't use it just like a, ah, just get through it. No, crush it. So get an A, get an A in the class. How? By getting an A on the test. How do you get an A on the test? A, a whole lot of study, Right? And so you go, this is my season. I'm just gonna put my head down and study, 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 study. I'm gonna push, 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 turn into assignments. Get, I'm gonna figure all this out in this season. Why? Because God's given me this season. I'm gonna embrace this season. I'm gonna learn everything that I need to learn in this season, right? Amen? So some of you are in the parenting season. Parent with all your heart. Give it all you've got. If you have a two-year-old and you tell yourself, I can't wait for them to get out of the stage. They may never get out of this stage if you don't parent them well while they're in this stage. You see, they need you engaged in that season. Does this make sense? You're in the dating season right now. Listen, honor God in the dating season. 
And if you honor God in the dating season, you'll be able to honor God in the marriage season. If you, if you treat your relationship as under the Lord now, you'll be able to treat your relationship as under the Lord then. You're going you're gonna to play how you practice, everybody. Like you've got to do everything that God has given you to do with all your heart as unto him in every single season of your life. If you're in the, re, you know, the, the, the working season and maybe you keep getting overlooked for a, re, for a raise, you get overlooked for the promotion, don't start slacking now. Don't give up now. You keep, like David, just being faithful to do everything God has given you to do in the season he's put you in. You, you, you work harder now. Go the extra mile now. You press in in this season. Some of you, you guys are in the retirement season. Let me talk to you about, to those of you in the retirement season. Congratulations. Welcome to retirement. You don't get to retire. Look at me, honestly. Like that season of your life is an important season. We need you fully engaged in that season because there's other generations that needs, that, that desperately needs what God has put inside of you. So don't check out and just, and just disappear. It's time for you to pour into the next generations. Like, there's more inside of you than you know. Do you know that, that actual secular studies tell us that your, your most influential decade of your life is first your 60s, second it's your 70s, and third is your 50s? The most influential, you are most influential as a person in your 60s first, 70s second, and your 50s third. So I'm telling you, why? Because it's compound interest. Everybody's waiting for their money to get compound interest. But I'm telling you, your life starts to move into compound interest. Don't back off now. You lean in. Be faithful to do what God has given you to do in the season that he's given you to do it in. Can I get a better amen? You just engage in that season. In every season, there's something that God wants to teach you. There's something God wants to show you. There's something God wants to do in you. There's something that God wants to do through you. And it's absolutely critical. So I just want you to see this concept, right? Seasons. And it's critical because not only do the successes come as we're faithful in each season, Failures, like, like your greatest failures will come in life when you are not being faithful to your season. Like think about David. Everyone knows David and Goliath. But there's also David and Bathsheba. Everyone said it like the Bathsheba, right? It, everyone knows the story of Bathsheba. Well, David and Goliath came from him being faithful to what God put in front of him. Do you, what, what led to David and Bathsheba? Do you know what it is? It's that David was not being faithful to what God put in front of him to do. First Samuel chapter 11, verse one starts like this. In the spring of the year, when kings normally go out to war. Like, it's the time where if you're a king, this is your responsibility. This is what you do, is, is you go and you lead your, your troops in battle. But David's in the spot where he's like, nah, I don't feel like it. So here's what he should be doing. But what does he do instead? David sent Joab and the Israelite army to fight against the Amorites. So instead of leading, instead of stepping in and doing, what's he do? He delegates just because he can. And in the season where he should be fighting, he's at home and he's just chilling, resting. I don't feel like fighting. And David's greatest failure 
came from a season where he was not being faithful to do what God had called him to do in that season or asked him to do in that season. I'm telling you, this is critical. And so because he wasn't out fighting like he should be, he just happened to be out on his back patio one day and he happened to look down to another patio where Bathsheba happened to be outside bathing and David happened to invite her over. One thing led to another. You've got adultery. She's pregnant. Her husband is out fighting in the war. David's trying to cover it up. So he sends her husband to the front of the war. He commits murder, David does, by, by having her husband killed, trying to cover all this up. And this begins to wear on David's soul. It, 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 it unravels his whole world. And David just finds this, himself in this place where everything is just kind of falling all apart around him. Why? Where did it all start? It all started when he wasn't being faithful to do what God had called him to do in a season. And all I want to do this morning is get you to understand that in the context of all things rhythm in your life, you need to pay attention to your season. Sometimes you cannot do what it is you want to do because it's not the season that you're in. You need to understand that. You need to work your season. So, so here's your homework today. Here's the practical. I want you to get before God this week. Today, get before God and spend some time with him. And, and here's, here's, what you, here's what you do. Sit with God and say, God, do you remember how we talked about days? What we do in our day, what we do in our work week, what we do for rest. I want you to get before God and, and honestly answer this in your heart. God, for the season I'm in, what should my days look like? For the season I'm in. It might not be like this forever. Come on, look, it might not be like this forever, but you're gonna figure this out. You're gonna come up with a plan. What does my day look like for the season that I'm in? And then he answered this, what does my work look like for the season that I'm in? Pay attention to your season. Feel the season. What, is, what does my day look like for the season I'm in? What does my work look like for the season that I'm in? What is my rest supposed to look like for the season that I'm in? Pay attention to it. It's critical because your success is built upon your diligence in the season that you're in. Your greatest failures will come in your failure to pay attention to the season that you're in. Pay attention to your season. God, what does my day look like? What does my week look like? What does my rest look like in the season that you've put me in? What's your season? Maybe it's a growing season. Maybe it's a stretching season. Maybe it's a, a parenting season. Maybe it's a changing season. It's a transitioning season. Some of you are in the season where you need the faith to stay when it would be easier to go. Some of you right now need the faith to go when it'd be easier to stay. You need to pay attention to your season. And as you're doing your homework, what does my day look like? What does my week look like? Work, what does my week look like rest? Here's what I want you to remember in every season. Is that in the middle of every changing season, you have an unchanging God. Amen? That your seasons are gonna come and go. Things are gonna change. And sometimes you look at a season in your life and go, I nailed it. Sometimes you look at a season in your life and go, I, I, kind of, I kind of barely made it through that season, right? Sometimes you're in a season where, where you feel like you're, fumbling things and you're, you, don't, you don't really have it all, all figured out like it, it, and seasons are just going to come and go and change all around you but what you need to remember, that's what you're supposed to do in every season is be faithful, what you need to remember in every season is that God is faithful like he doesn't change 
no matter what your season, he's always loving. Like you're, whatever season you're in right now, like he loves you, right? No matter what season you're in right now, he's faithful. No matter what season you're in right now, he's, he's always kind. Like his, his heart is still on you. His, his favor is still on you. His, his grace is still abounding toward you. Like God never changes. And no matter what season of life you're in, he's consistent and reliable. And so here's what you do. In the middle of every changing season, you anchor yourself in your unchanging God and just keep moving forward. Just keep trusting him. He's got you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hebrews 13, eight. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. He's always with you. Never abandoned you. Walking with you every single step of the way. Come on, rhythms. Live in the rhythms of life. In Jesus' name. Would you guys pray with me?